Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Moving Up the Ladder here on LJN Radio. Now, Moving Up the Ladder is where we like to add some knowledge and insight into the success of your career or business in any way we possibly can. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Now, for a lot of people, networking or trying to make some connections can be an uncomfortable activity. Many complain about feeling disingenuous and unable to form those strong relationships. But joining us from California to talk about some ways to create those genuine connections is Scott Dinsmore, founder of Live Your Legend. Thanks for coming on the show today, Scott. Oh, it's an honor to be here, Tim. Thanks for having me. First and foremost, uh, we always like to give our listeners an idea of where our guests are sort of coming from. If you could describe your professional experience a little bit. Yeah, let's see. That's a pretty big question. Let me try and uh, hone it down a little bit. So Live Your Legend is a business dedicated to help people find their what they're passionate about and really build a career around it. And we have a whole set of tools for that. What we really focus on is the community and the people that, that make that transition possible. Because I don't think anyone can do anything on their own. And we'll get into that, I'm sure, plenty today. But I've been working on this stuff for the last, well, I don't know, informally the last like 10 or so years, in the last five years more seriously, um, it started with me just doing work on myself. I had a really miserable job experience and I, I just quit and said, you know, there's got to be something better. I got to be able to make a better impact than I am right now. It really felt like I was just punching the levers and, and doing kind of monkey work. And so I went on this really deep research project and on myself, interviewed a lot of people, both people who didn't like their jobs and people who were really passionate about their work to try and find what do these passionate quote-unquote lucky few have in common. And over time, I started to notice a few things. And I made some, a lot of discoveries for myself, you know, worked with a ton of coaches and read, I don't know, a few hundred books on the topic. And as I kind of made progress on my own, more and more people asked for help. They noticed, hey, Scott, you're really into this whole career topic, doing work you love. Uh, can we sit down and have lunch? And I would say, well, sure, I'd love to. And I have to. But at that point, I'd have to warn them because my quit rate was 80%. Where 80, 80% of the people I sat down with for lunch would quit their jobs within huh. a couple, two or three months of, of media and of just having a conversation. And it mm. wasn't because I did anything special. It was mainly because I would ask them, why are you doing what you're doing? And they'd often reply, well, because it's what I'm supposed to do. And that just snowballed into this whole project of how can we better help people align who they are, their strengths, their talents, and their passions with how they can best help people and make an impact on the world. And, and then it just it grew into a community now that we have about a, I don't know, maybe 50, 60,000 people from 190, 185, 190 countries that use our career and connection tools on a routine basis. So it's been really fun to see this community grow and, and just see how it helps. It's really self-fulfilling because it's not just me. It's this whole community that helps each other out to make this career magic happen, so to speak. Well, I mean, it definitely uh, falls right into what we're talking about and the idea of community and relationships and sort of building something, that kind of thing. And when we talk about this topic of creating these genuine connections, so to speak. You know, as I mentioned off the top, some people feel uncomfortable with this. How do you define it when someone is genuinely connecting with someone? What sort of is the benchmark there? Yeah, so I always first absolutely avoid the word networking because I feel like it's so, we remove all of the human aspect to it. It's so transactional. Mm -hmm. It's not at all about passing a business card around and stuff at conference room. I mean, when you're making connections to whether it's for business, for life. I mean, I think it's all the same because if you're doing work you're really passionate about, a lot of times the people you want to go out and have dinner or wine or work out with are the same people you work on projects with. So it overlaps a lot. And so for genuine connections, I mean, when you're reaching out to really meet someone, it's all about leading with that care and interest for what the person is up to. And so if you're just trying to reach out because you're trying to get somewhere, well, people can see through that in in an instant. And so it becomes, well, one, a waste of time and and it 
it's pretty damaging for for your own reputation and relationships if if you get known for being that guy who's just smooshing around to kind of get to the top. And so as it turns out, the best way to make any progress with like any relationship is to to lead with helping people and and be genuinely interested. I it reminds me of this Dale Carnegie quote. He says something like this, you can make more friends in two months being genuinely interested in the people you meet than you can in two years trying to get them interested in you. And it just you just change that that focus from what I'm doing, what my projects are, to what are you doing? How can I help? What am I good at that, that aligns with what you're trying to accomplish? Sure. And then work from there. Along those same lines, that I mean, as you mentioned, obviously you're you're looking to sort of looking at a backwards way of of how how can I help you? How can I be of service to you in some way? How is it then important for yourself individually to utilize that or or those connections to be powerful in some way? Because it, it can almost sound like you're you're helping, there's no guarantee of somebody helping you back. So I guess, how does that work? What's the importance there? I think from all of the, I mean, the people we've worked with and the personal experience and all this stuff, if you keep the focus on how can I help the people around me, I've found it to be the absolute best way to build a career. I mean, if you forget about the next step, well, okay, then how am I going to get helped in return? Mm -hmm. The reciprocity happens. And what's neat is that when you're, if your goal is to actually help people with what you're good at, it helps build your brand in the process because if you're, if you're, let's say you're really good at, I don't know, copywriting and you know, somebody needs some help with, with a new project, a new product they're launching and you're, you're a big fan of their work and you notice it's about to launch, you reach out to them and say, Hey, you know, I, I love what you're doing. It's helped me in these ways. I happen to be really good at writing this specific type of copy. Here's something I wrote up. I thought it might be useful. And, and you know that that's not their strong suit then it's likely to have a big impact that they're going to go, wow, like this actually saved me time. Like they're thankful and they're appreciative that you did this. But it also further solidifies you as the guy who's good at copywriting mm. or whatever it is, the skill you represent. So it builds that brand. And I think building genuine connections comes back in such a big way to personal branding and being the CEO of, of your life and who you are and what you're, and knowing what you're good at and what you like doing and what these, these passions, strengths, and values are to bundle them up, tell these people, because then he's, when he's going to explain you to somebody else, he's likely to bring up how much you helped him on this certain topic. And then that spreads. And the more you do that, well, the more you end up having a much chance or a much bigger chance of building a career around that, that specific expertise or brand that you, you embody for yourself. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds, I mean, it sounds like something that would work in that way. And it feels more natural as opposed to, as you said, maybe sort of selling yourself and wondering what you're going to get out of it from whatever relationship it might be, as you mentioned before. Now, obviously we're talking about this making connections. So you're interacting with other people, but as you mentioned, it, it does sort of start with yourself. And that one of the things that came up is, I guess, how do you carry yourself? How do you present yourself? What sort of factors related to oneself are really important when it comes to trying to make that genuine connection and find those connections with others? It, well, it's very hard or well, pretty much impossible to make a genuine connection if you don't already have that genuine connection with yourself. And you know really who you are and what you stand for and what you don't stand for and what you represent. And so that comes back to the whole topic of the, what are your unique strengths? Uh, also, what are your weaknesses? What do you like? What you don't like? And what are you really passionate, excited about? What's the difference you want to make? And because when you know that stuff, then one, you can have a much better idea of how to filter the, the types of people in different areas and industries you want to spend time with. If you don't have a clue about yourself, then where are you going to start? And then when you go to actually meet these people, since the whole name of the game with connecting with someone and, and building initial rapport is finding something in common. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like 
you know, the first conversation, like how do you go have that first few sentences and have, have a discussion that actually resonates with the person on the other side. It starts with having something in common. And so if you share a passion or interest or a way that you really want to make a difference, that isn't a selfish thing, but it's something that really matters to you, then that's much more likely to have an immediate connection with the person you're with. And that also leads to you being much more memorable compared to all the other people that might be just coming up doing the standard schmoozing thing and trying to ask for things and trade right. business cards and all that. So knowing yourself and what you're passionate about, what excites you, what you're good at, that stuff is the cornerstone of all this. And you're going to learn that more and more over time. And as it turns out, I think one of the best ways to discover some of that is to start spending, spending time around other passionate, inspiring people. Maybe face-to-face, ideally face-to-face, but to start it could be maybe through their material, their books, TED Talks, all that kind of stuff, just to get exposed to what excites people. And then it might help reflect on what, what actually matters to you. Well, how about when you actually are meeting somebody though? I mean, you hear these ideas of professionalism and looking professional and, and carrying yourself a certain way. Do you need to sort of lose that a little bit to be genuine? Do you need to portray something, whether it be physically or, or just again, the way you carry yourself with confidence? I guess, what, what would you say in, in regards to sort of the physical side of things? Yeah, the, so the physical, I mean, the whole like showing confidence and being comfortable with who you are and, and being who you are and not trying to puff up your chest and act like you're someone you're not. I think that's what happens a lot at events, especially if you're meeting somebody that you might feel is like above you in some way in career or uh-huh. whatever it is. You might try and act like you're someone you're not. And the only problem with that is that it, people's BS meters are very high. They'll see right through it. And it often kills your chance of having a connection. Now, if you I think about Brene Brown, who had that um, head talk on vulnerability that went that went viral. And she talks about how your your experience in any situation will not exceed your willingness to be vulnerable. Being you is a huge part of it and being comfortable with that. And, and it doesn't mean you, you show up and just like flip flops and board shorts and, and act like you just came from the beach. And you're totally casual. I mean, you need to think about how you could match and mirror and for whatever situation you're in, not just the person you're with and being on the same level with them from a physical perspective and, you know, their, their tone and all that. There's a lot of body language and rapport things that go on. But I mean, just like the type of event too, like, you know, there's some events where I'll wear a, a buttoned up shirt and tuck it in those other events where it'll be more of like a t-shirt and jeans type of thing. You, you feel that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you just conform to whatever's going on I and mean, you want to be your unique self, but there's also the line you don't want to be offensive to somebody. So in terms of basic body language things, though, the, the best show of confidence and connection is a smile as far as I'm concerned. It really, a genuine smile, you'd be surprised how few people actually leverage that. And just being interested and excited and, and not being crazy and, and talking a million miles a minute about whatever you're interested in, but, but being present, being there and, and notice how they respond to things. And if they're you know, really engaged and excited, then you know, feel free to match that or even go a little bit higher than them on it. But, but if someone's quiet, quiet and reserved and shy, if you go up there being loud and crazy and passionate and wild, they're probably going to be scared and think they probably shouldn't trust you because that's how people work and that's how, how rapport and body language goes. So you got to judge your situation, but, uh, you, you got to have the, the smile, the excitement, the passion and, and be who you are. Cause it's so obvious when you're not. And I think that's definitely, uh, you know, some things people have probably heard before, maybe not necessarily in those terms, but I think it's, it's good to hear, you know, to, as far as being yourself, but finding that balance, as I said, that's kind of maybe, more obvious to some people in some way, but you did have a couple of things that you mentioned in an article that I that stood out to me intriguing. And if, uh, if you could briefly touch on those, we're getting a little low on time, but one was to tip with $2 bills 
and the other was to obey the three second rule. Could you fill us in a little bit on those things as to <laughs> as to why those uh, why those would be good strategies for people to connect? <laughs> that's funny. The tip of two dollar bills. So that's just a random thing I've picked up on. And there's all the specific tip of two dollar bills isn't as important as the idea of just having some things that are uniquely you that you do that that leave a, a simple memorable impression and make people happy. It turns out that two dollar bills, most people when they get them, they feel like they're super unique and that they need to save it. And it's, a, it's like this sign of luck or whatever. They get very excited, even though <laughs> they don't realize you can just get them at the bank. And it's really fun. It's like the quickest way I can make someone smile I've never met before is if I have an interaction with them and I leave a $2 bill instead of a couple of ones or it's amazing. And, and it just, it, it's an immediate smile. So I just, I noticed that and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go out of my way to order $2 bills from the bank. Cause it's really fun. People enjoy it. Um, again, it's not about the twos. It's about, you know, what it does for them. And that connection, a quick connection it makes, and it's making people smile, however you can, whatever your thing is. And then the three-second rule, um, I actually first learned this in a, in a book about how to pick up on women. Oh, and, nice, nice. And actually, as it turns out, when I read the book, I was dating my, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. Um, we've been dating for seven years. I read the book because my business mentor said, it's a fantastic way to learn about people. Don't think about women, just think about people, because they're all the same. Genuine connection understanding people is, is very similar no matter what setting. And the idea was that if you see someone who's interesting, you have three seconds to go up and say hi to them. And the thing is, if you wait no longer than three seconds, you'll either overthink it and never say anything, or you'll overthink it and screw it up. Hmm. And you might be thinking, well, I don't know what I'd say. Like, what would I do? And the key is it doesn't matter nearly as much what you say, that, but that you actually say something. Because so many people sit on the sidelines and just watch people people they'd like to meet, whether it's, you know, someone they'd like to call or like email, they see them at like a, an event, they're a speaker and they want to go up and say something, but they don't because they find all these reasons not to. Well, then you, you just blend in with the millions who never say anything. But as soon as you open your mouth and say something, and maybe it's just thank you or it's about something specific they've done, if you know about them, all of a sudden you stand out at least on a different level from all the other people and you can start to be memorable. So the number of people you will meet and connect with go up by, I mean, a hundredfold if you start to obey the three-second rule and just start to just show up. Because none of this stuff works if you don't show up and be interested and offer some value. I mean, you can't sit in your own four walls. Like, it just doesn't happen. The best connections happen in the flesh and blood. You can do it online as well, but that's usually just a place to start. I mean, get in the real world with people and obey that rule. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's wild how many new people you'll, you'll bring a part of your life if you just walk up and say something. Oh, I, I think those are two great uh, great strategies, and I, I like the, the impetus behind them, as you said, just kind of the being memorable and then the idea that uh, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously it was from a book, but uh, the idea that you just sit there and you overthink things and, and sort of uh, paralyze yourself in those ways. So I think that's, that's great advice, honestly. Again, we're getting a little low on time, but I just want to give you sort of the, the last takeaway and uh, give our listeners something to sort of um, you know, hang on to at the end here. But any final message or words of advice you would offer in terms of creating these genuine connections? Again, maybe it's professionally, maybe it's personally in some way, but what would you really point to that they could hang on to? Two things. One is, I know you said to the response to some of the things I said that it was seems pretty simple. You've heard it before in different ways. And, and that's really the point. This stuff is very basic. Like people are people. The things that make us feel good, make us happy, make us want to help others are the same things that work in all the situations for the other, pe- other people. It doesn't really matter the, the scenario. So, but then the other thing is just think about there's this quote by Jim Rohn, and it's uh, you are the average of the five people you spend most time with. And I believe that is the most powerful 
life hack in the history of the world for making change from getting from where you are today to where you want to be. There's no powerful way than changing your surroundings. I believe that environment is absolutely everything. If you want to lose 50 pounds, if you want to run a, run a marathon, but you haven't run around the block before, hang around with people who run 10 miles before they have breakfast. I mean, you, what happens when you start to hang around these people is it goes from being something that seems like it's impossible to it being normal. And that, um, that's how this whole Live Your Legend movement became what it is, is I, in the ultimate case study, I guess, I was hanging around, I had this site and project for four years with 0% growth, but I knew nobody in the industry. And then I started to meet all these people when I moved to San Francisco and online. And within six months of meeting them and surrounding myself with them, the movement and the site grew by 10 times. And then another 12 months, it grew by 160 times. And it was because finally, my thinking went from how could I possibly do this to how could I possibly not? And all of a sudden, being around all these people with these new standards, it raises your own. You don't even need to set new goals. It just puts you on this new level. And, and you start to act differently. But unfortunately, the same thing will happen if you're around people who have lower standards than you. They will bring you down. So mm-hmm. the key is identify the people who bring you up that are either close to you already or you want to be close to. Spend more time with them, but at the same time, move away from the people who, who drain your energy because there's just no time for that. So I don't care what you're doing. Those people who surround you make that change more possible than anything. I, I call it brainwashing the impossible. The fastest way to do something you don't think can be done is to hang around people already doing it. So that's it. That's the core. Of, I don't really care whether you're trying to find a job or anything. It doesn't matter what it is. That's it. <laughs> I can't really punctuate that any better. So we definitely appreciate that sort of a different perspective, uh, but definitely something that does make a lot of sense and something I think a lot of people can connect with. Unfortunately, that is going to do it for us here. I'm moving up the ladder, a part of LJN Radio. We've definitely gotten some sound advice on creating genuine connections professionally or even personally with our guest, Scott Dinsmore, the founder of Live Your Legend. Uh, Scott, thanks again for your uh, insight and perspective today. We do appreciate it. Oh, yeah, Tim, it's a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for having me on. Of course, we also want to hear from you, the listeners, as well. If you have any thoughts on future topics, just email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.